Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mod Chat. This is Mod Chat episode 57. And in case you do not know anything about Mod Chat, welcome. I'm your host, Mr. Mario 2011. And this is a visual type podcast I like to do in which I go over several different things I've seen going on in the modding world, new developments, releases, all that other fun stuff, anything that might be of interest and I talk about it and show it for you all on here. This is a show that has been going on for a few years, and it has been rebooted pretty recently, with this being only the second episode of the reboot. So, if you're wanting to check out the visual of it, come over to the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel, and you can check it out here. If you want an actual audio version of this, because this is a podcast, you can look up Mod Chat on most major podcasting platforms. A few of the platforms we are on include, but are not limited to, podcasts. Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as a few others. But either way, let's go ahead and get into the topics here for this episode. This product is upcoming, and it is something related to the Dreamcast, but this is called the Dream Case. And this is from the Bahar Bros. Now, in case you do not know, the Bahar Bros are a couple of brothers, presumably here, who work on products for the Dreamcast, and they've had some really awesome stuff in the past, uh, two or three of which I do own. Just looking at the list here, they have some options such as a consoleized Game Gear, as well as all these others like the Acura, the Toro, etc. And many of these are for the Dreamcast, which are, for example, Dreamcast HDMI external boxes, or even Dreamcast VGA external boxes. Uh, they really do a great job with their products, and I'm not affiliated with them at all, but I just saw this, and I thought it was really cool. So you can purchase this right now, but this is called the Dreamcase, and it is for the Dreamcast, of course, and it is an entirely new housing for the Dreamcast. Some of the features here it includes, according to the product page, are the Dreamcase is a new generation metal shell for Dreamcast. Metallic silver car paint is what's used to paint it. It presents no heat issues with the GDMU, features easy installation, an instruction manual, a high quality product box. It says there's a blue backlight on here, and this is also compatible with the GDMU and DC HDMI. It comes with its own DC 12 volt mini power supply as well, so that's something I wanna to touch up on, but also has a extender PCB for the SD card if you're going to be using a GDMU. It's compatible with both the original 56K modem as well as a DreamPi setup. It has a 40 millimeter silent fan, and if you want to go Noctua, it does support that as well. Now, here's one thing, and I will touch up on this. It says it does not support the original GD-ROM nor the USB GD-ROM devices. But on the positive side, I guess there is a metal sticker with the serial number for each case, and a 12-volt adapter is included in the package, so you'll be able to power up your Dreamcast with little to no issue. Now, there is a note here saying that you will get free DHL Express shipping, which is cool, but it says this project will will be shipped in two to three months. First prototype plastic parts were made by a 3D printer. The real product will have plastic parts made by injection molding. Please ignore the 3D printing related imperfections. Final product will be flawless. So let's talk about this. Why am I excited about the Dreamcase? Why do I think this is cool? Well, first of all, this is a all new shelving and casing for the Dreamcast, which looks pretty nice. And I mean, if you like the original Dreamcast housing here, uh, that's perfectly fine. 
But I like that this has a few other options on it as well too, and a few other things that will come with it. So first of all, this is the standard Dreamcast, and there were a few things that you might have picked up on. Uh, there is going to be a 40mm silent fan on here, and if you've used a Dreamcast recently, that's one thing you might notice. The fan is probably a lot louder than you remember, unfortunately. Another thing that people are going to notice, and this might deter some people, is that this has no compatibility for if you want to use a GD-ROM, if you want to use the GD-ROM drive at all for your physical-based media, or if you're using the USB GD-ROM, and that is the... Uh, that's the ODE device, the optical drive emulator, where it allows you to use a flash drive and pop it in there, as opposed to using an SD card of some kind, which the GDMU has. So this is completely tuned for the GDMU. Really, if you are not going to plan to use a GDMU in your Dreamcast, you should not even think of purchasing this case. And I keep showing this one here because this is my own main Dreamcast, and as you can see right there, it is using the GDMU. So this would be a good candidate because I can just open this up, take the parts out, and drop it into the dream case, and it should hopefully work. Now, $150 is a really steep asking price for this, but first of all, this is going to assume that you have the Dreamcast itself and that you also have the GDMU. So if you have those already, those are going to be sunken costs. Now, you could do like what I did here, and I have not done any other modifications on this, aside from the GDMU. So I just took out my old GD-ROM drive and assembly and then put in the GDMU and everything seems to work. I haven't done any modifications to the PSU. I haven't done any modifications to the fan itself. And that's also another thing I want to touch up on. My Dreamcast has been fine, but it has been known and well-documented that when you install the GDMU, it can make your Dreamcast run hotter. And that is why people either recommend you modify the existing power supply itself so that it runs at 12 volts, or you replace it with a 12 volt power supply, such as the Dream PSU. So that's one thing that actually really stuck out to me on here. They're going to be developing their own power supply that is 12 volts that's going to work just fine with the GDMU. It's going to keep your Dreamcast nice and cool, so you're not going to have to run into any of the issues of the Dreamcast running too hot with the GDMU installed. So that's going to be really nice, and you don't have to go out and track down a Dream PSU. They're a little bit hard to come by now, and if you go with a legitimate route, from what I saw when I priced them out, they are about $36 without shipping if you want to buy one and assemble it yourself, or they're $50, again, without shipping, about $50 for a Dream PSU if you just want it pre-assembled and you want to drop it in and be ready to go. So, assuming most people, such as myself, don't really want to assemble that, they just want to get it and install it, you're going to be saving... Well, I guess that's another $50 you don't have to spend here, because as opposed to spending $50 or $60 for a Dream PSU, you can just put that money towards a Dream case, which is going to include a 12-volt power supply. I also noticed the fan as well, too. As I mentioned, that is going to be a nice addition to have a silent fan in there, and that's another modification that people will spend a few bucks on and drop in here. So that's another thing that you really don't have to pay for separately. If you are getting the Dreamcase, as long as you have your working GDMU setup 
and you have your working Dreamcast, you don't have to worry about paying for an adapter for a 12-volt power supply or a 12-volt power supply or even a fan. This here is completely tuned for the GDMU, which is the, in my opinion, like the premier and the most recommended way to load up your Dreamcast games and such. So... I really don't see anything wrong with this product here. Again, I know $150 is a steep asking price, but if you think about taking a regular Dreamcast and doing all the modifications yourself, really it's not going to be too much else that you're going to be putting in there. Assuming you're going to do, you know, a new power supply, a new fan, and install the GDMU itself on here. I might get this at one point. I don't know exactly when, but I've pretty much talked myself into probably getting it here at one point, so I'll probably be replacing the shell on this Dreamcast with the Dreamcase here. Again though, if you are not going to be using the GDMU, I do not recommend you buy this at all. This is not going to be for you as an intended audience. And one thing I wanted to bring up as well is that it's really well known that the developer behind GDMU and who sells it and such, um, he can be a little bit tricky to work with, I guess. Uh, I know he's kind of been stuck in his ways. He really hasn't wanted to outsource any sort of help. And the biggest complaint is really that it's incredibly hard at times to get a time, like to get your hands on a timely order for a GDMU. So most people are going to be using clones on here. And I don't know, this is one of those instances myself as, as well as a lot of other people who are in the retro gaming hardware modding scene seem to be okay with a GDMU being cloned. For other things such as the GC loader or the DC HDMI, which I'll bring that up later on here as well, people really don't want those to get cloned. Uh, many times when they do get cloned, the price is about the same as a legitimate one. It's easy enough to get a legitimate one, and the developers are well-known people who others want to support with their money but with the gdmu there's kind of been this universal thing of you know it's okay if we if we clone it and i mean i'm responsible for it as well again i have a clone in here and it works just fine for me so i don't know if you have a moral dilemma with that i guess just wake up at maybe two or three in the morning and hope you can get in one of those gdmu pre-orders but Aside from that, it's going to be well known most people who are going to get this are going to be installing clone GDMU devices in there. So for our next topic here, I want to bring something up which is really cool but weird at the same time. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way, it's just this product is weird to me. I don't really have any other way to describe it here, but it's neat to see this. So... I had posted about this somewhat recently when I saw the listing for this go up on eBay. I posted on Twitter and it seemed to get a whole lot of attention. Maybe some of it might have been negative. I'm not sure on there. That's for you all to decide. But it was revealed that there is a prototype, and I'm going to use that term a little bit loosely, but I want to describe it as well too. This is Machet, so I get my time to describe this all now. But it was revealed that there was a one-of-a-kind, all-in-one original Xbox projector prototype that ended up going up on eBay. Now, first of all, for anybody who was saying that this is not a prototype, this is not a prototype at all, this is a mod, yes and no. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that this is a Microsoft-based prototype, because it's not. It simply isn't. I have no reason to believe that Microsoft would have been working on this and trying to sell it or had an idea for it. To me, though, it looks like there is a company 
who is working on projectors, who wanted to do something with Microsoft in regards to this, so they took an original Xbox, and this is of course back in the day, but they took an original Xbox, and then end up making a all-in-one console projector prototype design. So it was a prototype, to me, it looks like it's a prototype for the projector company, but it is a modification by them to the original Xbox, which is why I say, is it a prototype? Yes. Not a Microsoft one, though. Is it a mod? Yes. So it's it's one of those things where it's in both categories. So let's take a look at the listing and the photos here in more depth. And before we do, I do want to extend a huge shout out and thank you to the Pirate Pimp, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he's a good friend of mine through here who he ended up getting all the photos that you are going to be seeing of the listing. He was able to get them, I guess, cached because he had it open on a tab before it was taken down. And he was able to download all the photos and send them to me. So my dude, thank you very much. Uh, if you are looking at down below in the description, I will have his Instagram and his Twitter linked if you'd like to check those out. But let's go ahead and see what this is all about. So first of all, the listing is called Ultra Rare Prototype Microsoft Xbox Console and DLP Projector Combination Must See, with a subtitle saying one-of-a-kind Dolby Laboratories or Laboratories licensed X01267-001. And that code right there, that is not for the that's not for the Dolby licensing itself. That is for the Xbox console. That's just a standard Xbox code. So as you can see right here, this eBay listing was put up by JazzSax4U. It was being sold as a used as-is product for $60 shipping, and it was being bid on. And right here you can see that this screenshot was taken at the time where it was up to $355 in bids, but it went up to around 800 something dollars from what I understand before it was taken down. I'm going to read the description as follows. So for the item's condition it is used, the seller notes, he says, some chipped paint and wear and tear, as shown in the pictures. I did not plug this in, but assume it does not work. It is for collectible memorabilia only, with all bragging rights included. And for the description itself, he said, this has got to be one of the rarest of rare Xbox items ever listed. I've taken photos to show as much detail as I can, and don't have a lot of info beyond that. It appears to be an item that Microsoft scrapped before going public with a combination and original Xbox console paired with a projector. The result is an amazingly massive box, with speakers on the top. The ultimate all-in-one combo, a genius prototype idea that never came to light, and one I have never seen listed online anywhere, ever. I don't know if it works. I'm listing this auction with no accessories, power cords, or promises. I will double box pack it as securely as possible and will mail it with insurance. It is truly one for the ultimate gaming collector. Once the piece de resistance of my own collection, which I'm sadly doing away with, I don't even want to say that I paid to get this back in the day. May the best collector win. There's also a note here saying, as noted, this item is listed as is and has no promise of working or otherwise. Serious bidders only, please. So on here, you're dealing with this odd situation where the seller has a truly one-of-a-kind item. We've never seen anything like it. And I'm going to have photos and such on the video here, 
But this thing looks really nice. I know a lot of people at first were saying this looks like an extender, and even some people were saying this looks like a extender modification. And for anybody that does not know, the extender is a modification where you can increase the size of the Xbox, and it allows you to have three hard drives hooked up into the Xbox. For anyone who does not know, you can only run one hard drive at a time. So now, of course, we can throw two terabyte hard drives in these consoles. But back in the day, you could put, you know, because you didn't have that large, large capacity, you could put maybe, I don't know, three 200 gigabyte IDE drives in there, and it worked just fine. Although, unfortunately, you couldn't do anything like raid or combine them or run multiple at once due to a limitation of the console, you can only run one hard drive at a time. So you have to switch one on and turn the other two off. In my opinion, this looks nicer than an extender, and it does, I, I can see where it comes from, but it's bigger and larger than an extender, and it looks nicer. There was a lot of work that was done in here, and to me it doesn't look like a mod that was just done in some guy's garage or basement. This looks like there was some kind of official offering or official backing behind it. Not Microsoft, but perhaps from a projector place of some kind, like a projector-based company. Now we know here the seller is stating here it appears to be an item that Microsoft scrapped before going public. There's no evidence of this, though, unfortunately, and I'm not led to believe that this is something that Microsoft was officially doing themselves. I'm thinking this is probably something that Microsoft maybe was aware of, that maybe one of their official corporate partners or something was trying to work with them on, but I'm not exactly sure who it would be. Now, this is DLP Technologies, so to me, it's looking like, at first, at first glance, I guess, I was thinking that this could be from Texas Instruments, but I was corrected that it doesn't necessarily have to be them. You see, Texas Instruments, yes, they do the calculators and such that we all know and probably love, I don't know, but Texas Instruments just owns the technology behind DLP, and they can license it out. So yes, they would make their own DLP-based projectors, but this doesn't mean that it's going to be directly out of them. So this is most likely come from somewhere else. The other thing is as well too is that the seller claims this is Dolby licensed. That definitely stuck out to me but I didn't really see any evidence that was provided of this being Dolby licensed. And fortunately or unfortunately, this leaves a lot up to speculation, the seller didn't really have or even give all too much information aside from that. Now, I would love to tell you that this thing sold or link you all the listing or anything. Unfortunately, I can't do that, though, because within a day or two of it going live, it ended up being taken down. And I received a report that it was taken down for copyright infringement, of all things. Yeah, I was a little confused with that too, but the Pirate Pimp ended up shedding some light on it for me. Now, this is kind of a telephone game here, but the Pirate Pimp told me that one of his friends was in contact with the seller, who ended up telling him that when this post ended up going live, there were a lot of people who were private messaging him, asking him to please close the auction, and they were trying to put in offers and trying to buy it privately from him outright, which he did not do. So the speculation is that because he was not willing to end the listing and sell it privately, maybe at least one of these sellers or one of these potential buyers end up getting a little bit mad and decide to report the listing as copyright infringing material. 
So this begs the question, why was this taken down by eBay for copyright infringement? Well, specifically, this was for enabling infringement, and according to eBay's policies, this is described as software or devices designed to circumvent copyright protection, mod chips, listing branded packages and suggesting it be used to pass off counterfeit products as authentic, satellite and TV descramblers, mod chips, and other devices, and such along those lines, as well as services or information about how to gain free access to paid content. So, in short, this was a modded system that they end up picking up. So that still begs the question, why was this taken down? Well, there is one final update here, which this was on February 24th, and this was the last update that was on the description, but it is as follows. I have received a message stating that this item may be a mod and not a prototype. Please excuse my use of the word prototype in the title description, as it was only meant to signify that this item unit was never offered as an item by Microsoft. So there we go. I, I think that's at least clear enough to me that this is nothing that was ever offered by Microsoft, of course, as we said here. I'm not going to believe that this was a prototype from Microsoft themselves. Look, to me, this looks like a retail system. Again, this looks like just a standard retail Xbox that was made into this one-of-a-kind prototype, all-in-one console projector model right here. And this was probably done by the projector company who's working on this. But what the pirate pimp and I believe, and this makes sense to me, is that when the seller ended up editing his listing description with this affixed message here, he ended up disclosing to everyone that this is a mod and not a prototype, not a true prototype. So when this was reported, eBay probably looked at it and said, this is a modified Xbox. The seller is saying right here, it's a modded Xbox. We're just going to take it offline. So unfortunately, that's probably how this got taken down. So a few things about the form factor I want to talk about too. One thing that really sticks out to me, just again with this being a real clean job, is let's take a look at this. As you can see, there is paint chipping all over the place here, so this leads me to believe that even though this was, you know, custom built for the Xbox console, it was painted black. At least, you know, the vents and such were here. So it's definitely seen better days, but this is going to be something that I predict a prototype would look like. But just take a look at the actual silk screening right here. Underneath where the image would be projected from the projector, you can see a super clear logo here of DLP, a Texas Instruments technology. So this was silk screened with care and such on here. Another thing I wanted to mention with this, which it didn't really click for me, is check this out. It looks like this would be up at the front of the system, and maybe I'm not sure what this is for here. Because as you can see from the front of the system, I, I don't, if you remove that cap, I don't know what exactly it's for. But if we look at the back of the system, clearly this is where you're supposed to project your image. So this was just so strange to me at first because this just seemed like a really odd design. But then when I ended up grabbing one of my Xboxes, it all of a sudden seemed to make sense. You see, here's an original Xbox console. Uh, please just don't mind the condition here. This is a console that I end up picking used here, uh, I don't know, somewhat recently, and I still need to clean it up and all that stuff, so I just purchased it. I haven't done anything else to it. But either way, you would think that right here you'd have the console, and then up at the top you'd have whatever is being projected, but as opposed to it, it's actually, you turn it around, 
And this is where you hook up power to the system and you hook up whatever else you need. And then on top here, you have the projector bulb. And this was so strange to me. But then, again, when I held the system, it made total sense once I was able to actually feel and visualize it. You would have the system set up like this, let's say on a table, for example, and you have everything projecting, you know, towards you all. So projecting on the wall right here with the system facing that as well to the back of the system, at least. But around the front, which would now be the back, this is where you can open up the disk drive. You can load in your games. You can load in your movies, all that stuff. So that way, it, I guess at the front of the projector, that's blasting against the wall. But on the back of the projector, which is the front of the Xbox, you can go in here and you can press the buttons, you can hook up your controllers, you can pop in and out of discs and all that stuff without having to get in front of the projector, without having to interfere there. So that makes a lot more sense to me at this point. That makes so much more sense. So yeah, that's about it. That's really all I have to say on this matter here. We don't know if the thing works, unfortunately. We don't know who exactly built it. Allegedly, it has been licensed by Dolby Laboratories themselves. I don't even know how exactly this is powered. I can only assume here that they end up doing something custom so that they were able to, you know, just all you need to do is hook up the console at the bottom and it's able to power the rest of it. I can only assume that's what they did. And this is going to be another assumption here, but when discussing this with some friends, one of my friends was thinking, yeah, this makes total sense that there was a projector company who was working on this. They probably ended up fleshing out this idea. They built one prototype to use as a physical prototype to show higher ups and maybe even to shop to Microsoft. Unfortunately, I don't know when this was dated, when it was made or anything, because I guess one of the top things that came to my head was maybe this was just made too late in the original Xbox's life cycle. Like, what if this was prototyped in 2004 or 2005? And this would not have been a cheap device. So, you know, you have the Xbox 360 coming out in 2005, but in 2004, you have a prototype all-in-one original Xbox or not even a prototype, but you're trying to sell a original Xbox projector all-in-one combination for, let's say, $1,000. I'm not sure how many people would want to buy that, and on top of that, I'm sure Microsoft would look at it and say, no, 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 no. We are uh, starting next year, we're releasing a new system, so we're not going to do anything this big. If you want to release a game, cool, but not an all-in-one combination. <laughs> But that's been all my thoughts on here. This has been really interesting to check out overall. And if anybody has any other ideas, speculation, or thoughts on this, please let me know down below in the comment section of the YouTube upload, especially if you have any more information on this. I think it's a shame that's kind of gone back into hiding, but perhaps it will surface for sale again one day, and maybe it can get into someone's hands who can take it apart and really analyze this and get some more information on here because this is one of the coolest original xbox things i've seen and it's unfortunate that it just came out of nowhere and then disappeared again so i guess this will be two episodes in a row but i want to give another shout out and kind of touch up on something with the n64 decomp or n64 decompilation team because you see between the last episode and this episode 
they ended up releasing a couple of other decompilation projects. Now, for anybody that does not know, this is a group of individuals who were able to decompile Super Mario 64. I'm not going to go into all the major details here, but this does allow you, as long as you have, you know, the code that they have released for free and open source, and you have a compatible ROM, you can fully decompile the N64 build that they are specifying of Super Mario 64 and gain the source code to Super Mario 64 that way, all with open source tools, which is absolutely fantastic. So the team has been busy opening up other repositories and projects and taking a look at other games, and there's a few others that have released. First of all, we have Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. This is for the NTSCU build of it and the 1.0 version of Majora's Mask. And this is a full decompilation of Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Next up is another working decompilation project, as they say, of GoldenEye 007. So we now have three games that you can fully decompile thanks to their tools, their code, and having the ROMs available. So you can do all of that just fine. I also want to shout out these other ones are work in progress, but there is one for Perfect Dark, and again, this is currently a work in progress. And finally, there's one for Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time Master Quest, which is the debug ROM, so to speak. Now, there's a warning here that says, the ROM this repository builds, while has a matching checksum, cannot be shifted due to hard-coded pointers, which have yet to be dumped. Thus, this repository is currently in an experimental and research phase and cannot currently be used traditionally as a source code base for general changes. So there we go. We have two new full decompilation projects that have been released. Big shout out and thank you to the N64 decomp team and congratulations on getting these out here as well too. This is really awesome to see. So as we talked about before with Super Mario 64, hoping to see more, I'm really hoping to see more from these. Just because a lot of people will be able to, I'm sure, make changes, do even cooler mods and such, and maybe even port these games to other systems, like in a native fashion. It's entirely possible to do that now thanks to the access to source code. And none of it's been stolen either, thankfully. It's just all been out there. If you have the game, well, a matching ROM of the game, and use these open source tools. Works out perfectly. So for anybody who is familiar with HDMI interfaces that you can mod into older systems, one of the most popular ones, if not the most popular one, is the DC HDMI. And this is actually something I completely forgot to mention on the Dreamcase, but the Dreamcase is optimized for DC HDMI. I guess I touched on it, but I didn't really talk too much about it. So if you want to install one of these, it works out pretty well. And this is just a interface that you can install, a modification you install in a Dreamcast to then have clean digital HDMI output from the Dreamcast itself which is really cool. Now, for anybody who is looking at this page and saying, dude, it says DC Digital, what are you talking about? Well, this is exactly what I'm going to talk about. I just kind of wanted to signal boost this to get the proper terminology out there, but this was officially changed, I guess the name itself was changed, by Dan Kuntz, otherwise known as Citrus 3000 PSI. On Twitter pretty recently, he ended up announcing, going forward, all products will now be referred to as digital, i.e. DC Digital, PS1 Digital, PS2 digital, etc. Thanks for understanding. So for anybody who is in the market for these HDMI devices that at least Dan makes, if you're looking for a DC HDMI, a PS1 or a PS2 HDMI, they're now called 
DC Digital, PS1 Digital, PS2 Digital, all that fun stuff. They are now called digital. Somebody did ask, gonna assume you got a C and D since you probably weren't keen on paying for the license to officially use HDMI in the name. And Dan ended up replying saying, no, these are kits and in a weird category by themselves, but don't want any issues in the future and make sense to change now. So indeed that does make sense. For anybody who might be confused on that, somebody ended up saying here, if HDMI group are known to be litigious, best to avoid future issues. So there we go. There's really nothing that's changed on there. No change in ETA for the PS1 digital or PS2 digital. This is just something, again, I want to signal boost and all of Dan Kuntz's or Citrus 3000 PSI's products that are HDMI based are now going to be holding the digital name to them. So if you see people suddenly talking about the DC digital, they're talking about what was formerly known as the DC HDMI. Now for our last topic, I wanted to bring this up because this was really cool. Nothing specific modding related, but this is something really cool that I had personally never seen before, and I thought it'd be a little entertaining to talk about. So you all knew when you were growing up, you knew that one kid, or maybe you were that kid who said, I have an uncle who works at Sony or an uncle who works at Microsoft or what have you. Well, it turns out there was a Reddit user who actually did have an uncle who worked at Microsoft, who worked on the Xbox 360, and he had something pretty cool to share. User JD Moore ended up saying, My uncle was part of the hardware design team for the Xbox 360, and he left me these awesome collector's items when he passed away a few years ago. And what were they? Well, one of them is the Launch Team Xbox 360, which is a pro Xbox 360 with a custom faceplate, and he also ended up leaving him this trophy, which I had never seen before. Now, when he was asked to explain more, he said, it's a little trophy that's in the same shape as the 360 that has all the chips they worked on embedded in it. Here's some more photos of it by itself. So looking at the photos here, this is the front of the trophy 360. Let's look at the back here. And unfortunately, we're not seeing the actual chips themselves. We're just seeing the bottoms of them. And here you have a few different company logos who were involved in the creation of this. And then on the back here, thank you, Xbox 360 Semiconductor Technology Team. That's really cool. Now, for anybody who might be wondering what these chips are, from what I can see on the back, there's no doubt the CPU and the GPU. And I'm going to hazard a bet here. The other two chips to me look like the Southbridge chip and the Anna chip. So there we go. There is actually someone out there who had an uncle, who worked at Microsoft, who worked on an Xbox, who had some stuff that a bunch of other people didn't have. So maybe not everything you'll hear on a playground is lies. But no, for real, this is actually really cool and something I had never ever seen before. So this was awesome. Anyways, that is about it for this episode of Mod Chat. Hopefully you all enjoyed this, and this is going to be one of those episodes that I talked about wanting to do before, where I only want to do a few topics here. Uh, if my count is correct, I had five topics that I discussed, and there was only really one or two of them that were bigger that I wanted to go and delve into further. So expect to see some more episodes like this. But if you liked this episode and you liked this style where I just kind of take a small handful of topics and go into a bit more depth with them, let me know. Is this something that you're interested in or what? Because so far everything seems to be pretty positive. But again, this is kind of in the stage of the show where I would like to get as much constructive criticism as I can to not only improve but make the show better where I can. 
Now, as I always do at the end of these episodes, I want to use a keyword. So how about digital? How about that? So we don't deal with any issues from the HDMI group. If you use the word digital in your comment on the YouTube upload of this, I'll know that you made it to the end of this episode. So if you are listening as well, I'd recommend you come over to the YouTube upload and drop the word digital somewhere in your comments. So again, I know you'll made it to the end. Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching this episode of ModChat57, everyone. Until next time.